Ten seconds to fire it. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Everybody, welcome back to Picking Favorites. This is Zachary Levi. My name is Razzle. And I am David Kentucky Coleman. I love that you're keeping the moniker, buddy. We've got gotta to keep that Kentucky rolling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you have, if you have not, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you for taking a chance on us. This is episode, I believe, 77 <laughs> of Picking Favorites. No, what is this? Number, minus minus num- number uh, seven? 70 of those, <laughs> yeah. and then you'll be great. Number, episode number seven. Uh, we are unfortunately without our, our dear friend. And and, uh, and well, let's be honest, mediocre co-host Tyler Labine. Uh, he, he was Tyler. unavailable to join us today. Um, however, he, really good, he has a really good excuse, by the way. I just want everybody to know he has a really good excuse. It has something to do with family, I believe. It is. It has something to do with family. Um, well, that's good enough. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, I don't yeah. even. I don't need to get personal. He more just personal actually texted us and just said, "I have family stuff." Yeah, yeah. and that was it. They're all binge listening to the serial podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to hear daddy. So um, we will try to. Uh, we'll, we'll try to compensate for that. Yeah. And I think we will because uh, uh, on the podcast today uh, we have a man of immense talent. He's a writer, a director, a producer. He's an actor. Uh, uh, he and, uh, a, and just an all around great just an human all being. Around he really is, of a yeah. man, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And put your hands together for Joel David Moore, everybody. Joel David Moore via satellite. Hey, my favorite people. Look at this. All <laughs> in one room. Are you guys in one room or what's going on? We are in one room. You are just a disjointed voice uh, via your phone in New York City. Thanks for taking the time uh, from, from my favorite city in the world, buddy. I know. I, this is, this is, I, I'm just falling in love with the city uh, every day that I'm here. Even in the rain, man. The rain. It's like, you know, I'm back in Portland, Oregon. Except when it gets really cold, I'm going to kind of freak out and want to be in L.A. Yeah, that's why you just got to get yourself a giant Canada goose jacket. And uh, I still think when there's like a foot of snow, you're going to be like, I don't care how many Canada goose jackets I have. I want to be in the it's sunshine. It's still so magical. It's still so magical. Anyway, we'll get back to that. And I think, I think that's, that's one of our... Uh, uh, well, that's that's some category we're gonna have at some point. I don't yeah, know if it's on this one, but uh, anyway. So uh, Joel, so Joel, um, who's been one of my best friends for forever and a day. Uh, thank you so much again for for you know, being with us, and um, and we love you so much. And we want to take just this moment right now to talk about you. This is this is your time to talk about you, which which I know you you have a really hard time doing. So I <laughs> so, so this I, is a time in the podcast where they all can go away for like five and then come back. To the <laughs> yeah, we're all just gonna draw. Drop our headphones, yeah. go out, have a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. come back, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, exactly. God, can you believe all the amazing stuff that Joel is doing it's, right it's now? It's just incredible. Um, I'll just go on for a little bit, and I and I put together a little uh, monologue from Barun from Love's Labor's Lost, and I'll just have a little, like, five to seven here, and then you guys Wow. Everybody just went, I, you just lost me. I you have lost no me. idea. Um, <laughs> buddy, you are, uh, some people know, some people don't, but you're currently living in New York because you're doing the show forever. Uh, well, you're not doing yeah. a show forever. You're doing the show entitled Forever, which is on ABC. You guys got picked up for your back nine. You're doing a full first season. Congratulations on that. Uh, where, thank you. Thank where, you. We're so excited about uh, it. Who, who, what's, the, what's the show? When, where can people find it? So the, the show's on, uh, on ABC on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock for now. 
we may move, but uh, that's where it is right now. And, um, and yes, we would love for you to show up and check it out. ABC loves this show. Uh, Warner Brothers loves this show. We, uh, it, it, listen, it's Yoan Griffith. It's Alana De La Garza. Yoan is an absolutely fabulous man. I had not known him before this, but now I see his incredible talents, and he's the perfect Henry, Dr. Henry Morgan on this show. And we have a great cast. We have Judd Hirsch. Judd yeah. Hirsch, the awesome Judd Hirsch, the taxi Judd Hirsch. Like, we just have a really, really fun cast that came together. Donnie uh, Keshawertz and Lorraine Toussaint from, Lauren, uh, from uh, Orange is the New Black. We just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's about a guy who lit, has lived for 200 years and can't die. And he's now a medical examiner in New York City. And I'm his assistant ME. Uh, and we go out and solve cases. It's procedural, sort of a, a fun mix of procedural and uh, mythological that's thrown together because as he's trying to figure out wh- who, who, why somebody died, the murder of the, the episode, he's also tr- trying to figure out how he can die. So it's a fun, fun juxtaposition. It's a great show. Well, I'm that, happy to be on. That's awesome, buddy. I, I've seen many episodes, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and you kill it. And I'm so, so happy for you and so proud of you and so jealous that you're living in New York without me. Thank um, you. <laughs> and I'm proud of you guys. This is you, you guys, you got to understand, this is like razzle from, from the greater friend group put together with my two best friends, two of my best friends in the entire world. I love oh. this. Aww. And then Ty- throw Tyler in there, except he's not yeah, here it's today. A, yeah, it's you a, know when he is when he is here. I, this is yeah, great. He really is the fly in the ointment, though. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> Tyler is the best fourth musketeer <laughs> I've ever had. He's, he's the any best good. D'Artagnan. This is so bad. I can't wait till I to hear the podcast when I'm not here and just hear how oh, bad we'll you guys kill destroy you. me the whole time. You. Uh, Joel, Joel, anything else that uh, you want to you want to pump right now or promote? Joel, tell us what's going on. Like we are just the listeners. I know want to know what is going on with the next avatar movies people want to know so the next so we the, the 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 interesting part of that is that we don't really know it's all in the brains and on the computer of uh mr james cameron and we all as of four weeks ago you know we got an update uh that it's going to be going next next year and i'm I, what i can say is that i'm very excited for the journey however it takes place and I'm interested to see what, you know, what we all come up with. But from what I know, it's awesome and it's going to be complex and depth and deep and, and exploring the, the greater, you know, universe of the Avatar world and the, and the Pandora world. And I'm excited to be on the ride. Joel, that's awesome. Joel, that's very awesome. But I think what the listeners really want to hear is what is the next Katy Perry music video you're going to be in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Katy Perry. Do you remember Katy Perry when she was Katie Hud- Kate Hudson? No. How funny is that? Yeah. Zach, you knew her before before she was actually Katy Perry, right? Yeah, well, we all, I mean, she was a part of our friend group. We all used to go like karaoke at uh, Dimples in Burbank, <laughs> like just the most random stuff. Oh, really? See, I, I, I never did any of that. So yeah. you, little, so uh, you had the opportunity to do that before. I'm going to give you a little she fun. Was, uh, no, go ahead, Joel. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Clint. I was going to give you a little fun fact about Katy Perry and I. I met Katy Perry about, I, I'm going to say, 10 or 9 or 10 years ago. Uh, maybe maybe it wasn't that long ago. I'm trying to remember. Maybe eight years ago. But I, Walter May, who's a really good friend of all of ours, again, uh, in this, this great group of ours, um, was directing a video for Katie called You're So Gay. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up designing and building all of the miniatures and the sets 
at Zach's no in Zach's in garage, garage. Oh, in Zach's garage on a ping pong table <laughs> um, before that, and then it was like me and Walter and like two other people did all of that video. That's it was amazing. really funny. Yeah, you made little sets with Barbie. Yeah, I built little sets and we had these ma- these like models that were like these little like puppet dolls that were like fourteen inches tall and it was kind of like. And then it wasn't even stop motion. We just kind of moved them around, like yeah. uh, with our hands outside of camera. It was really funny. I mean, it was a really popular video, but it really was the before. It was right before I kissed a girl. Oh yeah, like it was a song before that. Yeah, so, yeah, right before. And but it was and, fun. And, and and by the way, for the for the listeners, you should Google "You're So Gay" Katy Perry and watch Walter May's video because it's uh, incredible. We have a very yeah, it's really funny. Friend. It's a, and it's um, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, funny. it's awesome. It's actually completely different than any of her other videos. You know, it started. It's sort of started to get to the studio realm after that. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a fun little indie, cool. She's coming into the game, and Walter was there to. How did they even know each other? That's the weird thing. Like, how did that thing ever get set up? Well, they, I think they knew now. Now because it's gone on, on so long, people are married, like friend and and Katie's sister, like the whole. Yeah. It's, it's, Everything is entwined. Yeah, but it's it's a how pretty, did that all start? Uh, well, I think it was like uh, the Daylights and Angela Wood, and like they all kind of. Uh, I think Angela and Katie were friends for a long time, and Angela knew uh, Walter from college. I mean, it, it's all very small worldy crap, you know. Oh Hollywood! Oh Hollywood! Blurg. Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's stop talking about Katy Perry. Not that I'd love not, not that I don't love Katy Perry. Let's stop talking about Katy and how we all know each other, and let's jump into what the podcast is actually about, which is picking favorites, uh, which we uh, tried to do. and We've actually gotten much better at picking an actual favorite, yes, as opposed to picking two or three things that we really like. We want everyone to pick the one thing that they really like, but sometimes it's it is fun their to favorite. Throw the bonus in uh, bonuses are great. I like the bonus. Bonu- I don't like the I can't choose between the two because the, you. You can always make a choice. Sure. Okay. Great. So in, it's not in, Sophie's choice. It's not that hard. Easy. Uh, so so <laughs> if it's so easy, then <laughs> if it's so easy, uh, Dave, why don't you kick us off? Well, I think the first uh, the first topic for today that we're going to talk about with Mr. Moore is who was our favorite childhood crush. Now I have a very. Uh, I think I think Joel should start this. Joel is going to start yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to uh, since you threw it to me, I'm going to. Throw it now back to Joel. Joel, tell us your favorite uh-huh. childhood crush. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> There's different ways to view this. The favorite childhood crush that is that is like on the greater, grander level that you just that you could have a, a picture on the wall of. That would be, I think, and I'm gonna throw this. I, I think you guys are gonna agree with me. That's gonna be Kathy Ireland. That's the person that I, I mean, I, as as in the soup because we don't have supermodels. There's a lot right? of nodding of Everybody approval in the room. No, there's a supermodel. A- there's no such thing as like. I mean, there's like four of them, and you know, but there's not somebody you, you can, can name like Cindy Crawford anymore. Like you sure. can just go like, oh, those Victoria's Secret models are like beautiful or whatever. But I couldn't name one of them. I couldn't name one of them. But I, you know, we exactly. all exactly knew- and right. And that's because of social media. That's because of everything that's, you know, that, that goes into the fact that somebody can be hot and on Instagram and all of a sudden have 5 million followers, but nobody knows their name. That, it's a whole different ballgame. And, and, and it's actually kind of better now because we can choose who we like. Whereas back in the day when we were young, they, we were just kind of told. Yeah. Elle McPherson, Cindy Crawford, Kathy Ireland. Yeah, and Kathy but, was a cutie. But I had, but but my my actual crush yes. uh, from yes. like my sophomore junior year in college was a girl named Shannon Miller. Do you guys know the name before I tell you who she is? No. I've heard the although, name. Although, although Razzle is furiously typing on his computer, looking <laughs> her up right now. Shannon Shannon Miller 
was uh, for all those who remember the Olympic gymnasts in like the I think it was what what is it ninety four probably ninety it's gonna land somewhere around I want to say ninety two ninety four world all around champion ninety uh, six yep. Olympics right ninety six Olympics okay Atlanta that was Shanna Miller okay so I had such a huge crush on her that I literally wrote her letters. And I, we should do, there's something that we should do with this. Like, I, I should figure out how to get a hold of her now and see if she, because she wrote me a letter back and I don't think that I have that letter, but I wrote how much I loved her. I wrote how much I thought I had a crush on her and she wrote back how cute that was. And like, we had this, I mean, she probably wrote every single person back that uh, sent her a letter, but um, in my head, in my little sophomore, junior high, in high school head, I thought that that was the coolest thing. And I love that you almost said. I love that you almost said we had a like you were gonna be like we had a moment or we had yeah. a little thing. Like, and it like, was like a, an exchange. It felt like an exchange. This is before you could get somebody to just answer you on Twitter, and then all of a sudden, you know, Zach is the face of somebody's Twitter account because he responded to them via you know a, a mention on Twitter. Like this is when you had to actually physically write a letter to someone, and and I got it back, and it was the coolest thing ever. You and I little, little stalker psycho. <laughs> what, say it again? I said you little stalker psycho you that's adorable I uh, did it's so and and so we had this we had this uh like I got this mixing I asked for my my parents for this mixing board and you you would had you had two VHS uh players and you could mix like fades and and fade to black and cross dissolves with this it was a manual mixing board it looked like I, I don't know it looked like a a small version of a sound mixer, basically. And you would just go, but you know, with the buttons, you'd go back and forth. And so I created a video of Shannon Miller's highlights that I then sent to Shannon Miller in the mail. <laughs> I oh, this is amazing. This, this is next level yeah, stuff right is. here. This is next this, level stuff. It was no, but look, next level obsession. Yeah, he yeah. was already creating. So far. Yeah. You were, but you were already no, creating literally. and directing back in high school because of the love yeah. of Shannon Miller, which I think is pretty amazing. Not so even pretty, knowing what I was doing, yeah, you, not even knowing what right. I wanted to do in the future, but I was always trying to starting to figure out the uh, the whole edit thing. You, but you, I, I got so obsessed that my final thing that I did was I I asked my grandmother was a painter, and I asked my grandmother <laughs> to um, paint me a picture of Shannon Miller, and we to this day have that. I have to, we first of all have to have that picture to put on our fans guide for everybody to yeah. see because it's unbelievable. This, 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 this took a turn guys. This went from so, adorable it, crush it, it, to restraining order in, in no time flat. I can't even believe that. <laughs> by the way, by the way, that's so true. If, if I was doing any of this now, I would have already been arrested. <laughs> um, I think right, the great, right, I think the great was, thing about but, this is we can actually, you could probably actually meet Shannon Miller at this point and say hello. Oh, we're going to, yeah. we're making that happen. I, I think Razzle is making it happen. I actually week. did one time like Wikipedia her, Google her hey, to Joel. figure out what she had done. She's Check like your, married uh, with hey, Joel, children. Hey, Joel, do you have your iPad? Do you have your iPad by you? I have my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check your uh, your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, connections. No. The connections yeah. are already happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. Moving on. Dave. 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 Pick your favorite. Uh, your favorite crush? My favorite uh, childhood uh, crush was a young lady by the name of Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. I yeah. was in love with Jamie Lee Curtis. For probably fifteen years. Fish called for, Wanda Jamie Lee. No, True Lies Jamie. Dude. Lee. Well, for not only. I'm going way back. Hello, Doris. This is Boris. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going like, guys, I was like 12. I'm talking trading places. She was in a perfect, she was in such, and it was back when she was like, it was like, Jamie Lee Curtis is one of the hottest chicks in Hollywood. 
We're going to make sure everybody knows that she's one of the hottest chicks in Hollywood. So she did a movie, and this is probably why I have the biggest crush on her. She did a movie called Love Letters in like 1983, I guess, uh-huh. which is, and I was 12. And this is a movie I should not have been watching at 12 years old. It is a ve- like a hyper-sexualized movie, which I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. I already love you from Halloween. I love you from all this stuff. And this movie just totally cemented it for me. Again, when you're 12 and you see this movie, and believe me, it is not safe for work. You cannot watch this there. But I love Fish Called Wanda. I mean, she kept going and going and going, and everything was great. And then you saw her in True Lies, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, she's still unbelievably beautiful, like mind blown from how that transformation in the movie from what she, what she looks like in the beginning of the movie to that scene in the suite. You're like... This is awesome. And then she's just hilarious throughout the entire movie. So I just, and she had a sense of humor, but she could also, you know, and she was in one of the greatest okay, horror so, movies ever made. So, so. so then, Dave, so then uh, later in life, when you're an adult and you hear these weird rumors about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what did you feel? I knew it, that it, somebody it, it, was going to have to ru- bring that up and try to ruin my crush. They're all <laughs> innuendo and well, rumor. It was be me. It was They're not be me. true. Come on. And by the way, I'm not even going to justify the actual rumor. And even if it is amazing, Christopher Guest likes it. (laughs) Christopher Guest, I'm sure, loves her very much. They've been married for a long time. There is no, there is, she is amazing. She she goes up to 11. Can't wait to meet her one day. She's like on that list, like, I can't wait to meet because I just want to say hello. And I've been a fan for a really long time. Next. That's actually kind of cute because we don't hear Cole. If you guys. For the listeners, you don't know like what what makes Coleman Coleman, and it's just this. He's just this Kentucky man that comes from you know like he. How, how do you explain it, Zach? Like he, he did, to hear him talk about any like old secret crush is kind of really cute. It's endearing. Well, it thank is. you, Joel. I think you explained it quite well. You actually. did. I'm I'm blushing a little yeah. bit. He, he's he's just he's just a good old boy from a small town in Kentucky. Hey, folks. man, I know yeah. I know a good woman when I see one. Saw her. You snatch her up, Mister uh, Mister Levi. Yeah, your uh, childhood crush he, would be. So I I didn't take it the celebrity route. I didn't. I was just trying to think of who I had a crush on when I was younger, and there were there were there were many girls that I had crushes on. But um, I think that probably. Uh, I don't know. The one that kind of stands out a lot for me was this. I was in middle school uh, in Washington. I was living up in uh, like Redmond, Kirkland, Bellevue, Washington, going to uh, Rose Hill Junior High. And, uh, and every my- girl at Rose Hill Junior High, by the way, just went, wait a second. I, I was at school with him. Hold <laughs> no, on. No, every girl at Rose Hill Junior High was like, that schmuck? Um, and uh, no, there was a girl. She was, she was kind of like my girlfriend at the time. Her name was Katie Brown. And uh, she was um, a ballerina. She was into ballet. And she was just such a, an awesome girl. And I was such a dumb kid and didn't know but what the heck I was doing. I mean, you know, when you're like going out, when you're like, Boyfriend, girlfriend, like, what the hell does that even mean? Um, but uh, I just have always, I don't know, I just always had such a big crush on her and such a fondness in my heart for her. And I even tried to find her on Facebook years ago. Like, I wonder where she got to it. I wonder where she's at in life and to no avail. Because as you can imagine, there are a multitude of Katie Browns in the world. Trying to narrow that down is difficult. Mm-hmm. But Katie, if you're out there, uh, Katie Brown from Rose Hill Junior High, uh, lots of love to you, darling. I, I hope wherever you're at, is is a, is a good place. Uh, Bless huh? you, dude. We're gonna uh, the Shannon Miller, the Katie Brown. We're gonna get a, a hold of a bunch of people. Believe it or not, we're gonna just bring people out of the razzle. Today. Razzle, who you Believe got? Believe it or not, Katie Brown changed her name to Shannon Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, foiled again. <laughs> razzle, what you got? We're in love with the same woman. 
I would have to say this was a tough category as as they all are. Um, but I, I settled on Tiffany Amber Thiessen Boom. from uh, Kelly Kampowski, Saved by the Bell. You know that whole whole shebang, and then she went on to Nano Two and uh, and for some reason I watched her on that show. You know, and, for uh, some reason, because yeah, I, I mean, we all she's know, very, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that some reason is a. <laughs> Did you had a huge a crush very, on her? Yeah, I had a huge crush on her. Uh, she's very cute. She made me want to. Uh, you know, everybody. I feel like everybody wanted to be Zach Morris at that time or AC Slater, and uh, you know, because because I feel like. She got around on that. <laughs> I mean, not in that sense, but it seemed like she dated both all you know all the guys on. But I think that was though. everybody in that like middle school. Like yeah. you dated your friends, like we Absolutely. all dated each other. Because you're and, so yeah. it's, you don't you know you, you're in that circle. You're in that high school every day for you know four years essentially. You're gonna you know bounce around and date you know whatever as you know as X said what is dating and boyfriend and girlfriend when you're you know when you're that young. Uh, so yeah, I would have to go with uh, Kelly Kapowski from Say by the Bell. Solid, solid. That's a solid that's, one. I really pretty good. I like those hey guys we got to go to a quick break right now and uh we'll be back in one second and what are we coming back with what category we're gonna come back oh i'm gonna do the thing nice zach we're gonna do a thing called the tease uh when we come back from the break we're gonna talk about our favorite toys growing up oh i like it and the best category of the day i think is what is your favorite christmas movie well that's uh, coming up right after the break Hey, listeners, help picking favorites stay free to download by completing this short anonymous survey. It will take no more than five minutes. Your answers will help match our show with advertisers that best fit the sensibilities of our podcast and its listeners like you. Listeners who complete the survey will be entered in an ongoing monthly raffle to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We promise not to share or sell your email address, and we won't send your email unless you win. Please go to podsurvey.com slash razzle. That's podsurvey.com slash razzle to take our survey and get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Thank you. And we're back, everybody. Uh, thanks for your patience. Uh, so, as Dave said earlier, we're jumping back in uh, with with uh, picking our favorite toy. Uh, Joel, as as our guest, you get the honors. Um, what is your favorite toy, or what was your favorite toy? So, what was my favorite toy? I think that I, I, we had the entire. First of all, I grew up in a pretty conservative home, so we didn't have uh, the access to getting whatever toy we wanted. But they did let us have all the G.I. Joe toys, and I thought that that was pretty cool. But a thing that my parents did, which I thought was really weird, but looking back, maybe it wasn't so weird at that time. When was this? Oh, this was like the 70s oh, or early 80s, early 80s. And, um, and, but they had us play with Barbies as well. So while, I, while we all had, you know, I was, I was growing up with two brothers. We were, we were boys being boys, and we were probably absolute nightmares most days. But we had we had our G.I. Joe toys and our parents gave us Barbies to play with. I don't know, to, to even out the sort of like to to see what it was like with the other with the feminine side. Was it to make us feel like we can know both sides? I have no idea what it was. It was just I don't to think fuck that with they you. Were it was just yeah. it was but just I think that they had heard this somewhere. <laughs> That's incredible. I said it was just to fuck with you. That's and, just what it was. And that explains your just... love of Shannon Miller. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just learned that we could cuss on this podcast. Lovely. Wow. Oh, yeah. We. I mean, it's, it, only in parts that seem necessary. Yeah. yeah. Like when your friends are <laughs> raised playing with Barbie dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I know, but what was that about, guys? Like, what there, do you guys? I, have, I don't know. Let's give him a call. I don't know. Yeah, Let's give him a call. You're gonna have to work that out in therapy, bro. I don't know. You got to talk to your parents and and talk to somebody else. I have no idea. That not, uh, not that do I you remember not, muscle muscle men. Do you remember muscle men? Yes, Dude, I we're looking at a picture of them right now. They yeah. were awesome. Oh, that's funny. Muscle men was the muscle biggest man. thing in in my house, and that's because my brother um, Ryan, my youngest brother, had. I want to say thousands, but it probably felt like thousands, but he had so many, he, he collected every muscle man that was out there. And this thing, by the way, lasted too long. It lasted up until his, you know, into his teens and maybe I think even twenties. He just had the, like he has the entire collection. of That's just, that's called collecting and it's totally viable for any age. My brother and I had a ton of the muscle men and we even had that belt. There was like a championship. Oh yeah, yeah, belt. yeah! You could put them in. You could put them in it, yeah, and, yeah. and in the center of the belt was like a little wrestling ring. Yeah, that you could. Fight oh my them. god! Somebody's got to. We oh, have to get those. Although, look, we can, can we those. just be honest oh, yeah. for a second? Can we just be honest for a second? It is one of the more genius toys that any company ever created because they were basically just blank. No, they didn't even take the time yeah. to paint them. No, they were just blank no. pink rubber. Yeah, and, and they were like and erasers. They were just selling us <laughs> totally. They were just selling us like figurines. Yeah, erasers <laughs> that were shaped like all these strange men, which did they did have. <laughs> They did have some detail to them, but regardless, it was like the company ran out of money, couldn't yeah. actually color them. Yeah. It was like just ship them out anyway, yeah. and then people bought them up. They're like, "This is great!" And then eventually, they they eventually they ran out of like the pink the pink rubber, and they ended up making like blue and like dark purples. Totally, they totally. ran out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like the serp, like 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 in, like in, in like the pink 80s, color number seven. They ran out of it, it was, and they just couldn't put it, it into was that so mold scarce. anymore. They, they needed to use the pink seven to to fight the Cold War, <laughs> so the government put a restriction on it. <laughs> but they're really funny looking characters and they all have a very unique yeah you know, it's a great one that's yeah. funny um i'm i'm yeah, gonna cool. i'm gonna start off after uh, after joel here i'm i'm gonna say that my favorite toy was the gi joe aircraft carrier that was my favorite toy and part of the reason why it was my favorite because i never got it i never got the gi joe aircraft carrier i always wanted the gi joe aircraft carrier the thing was I think at the time it was the biggest toy that anyone could have. And I had a friend down the street who had it and I was so envious all the time. I was like, dude, you have any idea how many like vehicles and dudes you can put on this thing? And like you could open it up and all the compartments and everything in there. Because I was also a fan of like, you know, those books and you can still get them. Like there's like the cross section books, like where you can see like the insides Absolutely. of like, oh, yeah. like in Star Wars, you can see like yeah. the insides of the ATATs and everything. Yeah. And I was so fascinated with like the innards. I was like, oh my God, like this is what it, and then I actually went on a real aircraft carrier and realized that, that's, that's very, very different. Um, because like you could have right. the planes on top. Like it yeah. literally, you could take the, the GI Joe, like F-14s, like they could be on top. You could put the tanks inside. So uh, so that was kind of, that was my deal. And that's then, interesting. But so your Ultron, favorite toy was actually, that's pretty cerebral. It's one that you never had. Yeah. It's sort of like your Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> yeah. The one that you never got. Yeah, yeah, basically. Razzle. Uh, Razzle Dazzle. What do you got? Uh, my favorite toy, obviously, you know, you got the G.I. Joes, you got the He-Mans, you got all those, but... What really stuck with me throughout the years and my, uh, you know, my tinkering and you know just creative, uh, creative mindset would be Capsellas. I don't know if you guys remember Capsellas, uh, but they were very similar to like Erector sets of sort. Um, but they were these essentially they were these plastic bulbs with uh, like. Um, like uh, connective. Ma- connective male adapters pointing in and out of them that you could connect them together with other uh, bits and pieces. They had wheels. They had gears. 
And it was essentially like an it was you could make all sorts of gears and gadgets and gizmos. You could make little carts. You could make little propellant things. You could make boats that float with the you know with these buoyant you know yellow bulbs and stuff like that. And I just remember sitting in uh, my our, our basement. My brother and I. I uh, if you listen to any podcast I do, my other podcast or this podcast, I tend to talk, talk about my brother a lot because we're very close. Uh, shout out to Jeremy out there. Uh, but anyways, we would sit in my my parents' basement in um, in our original house in uh, Bay City, Michigan there. And it was an unfinished basement, and it, we had our toy room down there. And we would always build – my uncle, uh, my uncle Paul, used to work at a like a, a recycling type of plant called Hirschfields, and he would get – uh, he would get these big old nine volt batteries. I don't know if you remember those big. Absolutely, like, they had the, like the brick, wire tops. The yeah. wire tops that were like brick nine volt batteries, and he would get all these like small miniature LED bulbs and and stuff like that. And we would always make these like we would make contraptions with. We would hook the batteries up to capsellas and stuff like that, and like make even more powerful motors and things like that. With and I remember distinctively. Uh, taking like a bunch of these little like LED lights with their wires, and I would connect. I would put like maybe a hundred of them around this propeller connected to the capsella, and I would turn it on, and it would just shoot them all around the room. <laughs> and it was just, I just th- these vivid memories that you have that really stick with you when it comes to like inventing or tinkering or you know building things. So I would have to say, uh, my one of my favorite childhood toys would be capsellas. Copy yeah. that. Wow, uh, I like it. Kentucky. That is so weird, but that fits you exactly, Razzle. Like every that entire that entire monologue that you just had is, what is Razzle. That explains everything about you. I'm I like Stephen Hawking want to be a James Bond villain, so I'm practicing my monologue. <laughs> uh, Kentucky. Uh, I, I love that I'm gonna go after Razzle because mine could not be a simpler toy. Like it wasn't about tinkering, it wasn't about anything. So and yeah, we had all the G.I. Joe's and the Star Wars characters. Again, I'm a little older than you guys, so we were collecting all those little guys the whole time going up. Growing up and building, you know, big pieces of plywood and putting moss in rocks and building terrains and all that stuff like you do when you're a kid. Yeah. But my favorite toy was a red Tonka Jeep. Huh. It is the most. It was oh. the simplest toy I think I ever owned. Is it was metal. It was back when Tonka trucks were like strong. You could not destroy yeah. it. I lived on a mountain in Kentucky, and so I would literally go to the top of that mountain next to my house, and I would just, and roll, just let it just go, let it go <laughs> and see if I could destroy it. It had huge tires, but it, like again, no top. How like, big was it, Coleman? I mean, it was probably, it was like 14 <laughs> inches wide, like long. I mean, it's big. It was like, it was, okay, it was, it was big, too yeah. big for Star Wars characters and G.I. Joe characters. Like, it wasn't that scale, but it was too small for He-Man to fit yeah. in it. But it so will probably this, fit dollar right. store. It will figures. fit dollars. Actually, it's funny because I kind <laughs> of obs- got obsessed with this a few weeks ago, um, and I bought one that was just like the one I had when I was a kid, except yeah. it wasn't the right color. And, it's, and, a, and a lot cheaper now. It actually, it costs a lot more money yeah. than... No, no, no. Made cheaper. Like, it's all plastic. No, the same truck. The it right. was the one. Yeah. Oh, it was, well. it was oh, just okay. a different color, oh, okay. yeah. and it was, it was like $40 and plus shipping. I had to buy it on eBay. Yeah. But I got it in, and so yeah, <laughs> we're going to put the picture of it on the webs on the fans guy because I put little Brazzle and I, I had this idea. I was like, you know, I'm going to strap some rockets well, yes. to the bottom of this truck, and then I'm going to jump it over a ramp, and I'm going to shoot it uh, and see what happens. And so I, we put little characters, and uh, they all have our little faces on the characters in the truck. It's really funny. Um, we'll put that video out hopefully in the next few weeks. But it was my favorite thing just because I, I just love playing with it. One just of, like it was easy. One, it was simple. Yeah. One, and one of the nice things about though that is held up through, through time. Cars. Cars have held up. I have a nephew, and he's my favorite thing in the entire universe right now. 
And, uh, Thanks and a lot. I started this uh, tradition with him where I bring him red You do have a living girlfriend. Every time I go home. And he loves them. And ca- but, but that's like one of those things. All the other toy type things kind of fell off. Now we got all the new whatever Disney stuff that's going on. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. He he, he's trying to talk derogatory about the current toys and he can't name a single <laughs> one. And, and by the way, and it om- you were, you're almost like the 65 year old man. Now we got all yeah. these, you know, new, now I got and it's new now fangly. Got and it's so, he's so obscure. That'd be like a politician being like, and all those other guys that are running for office are bad. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I do think would fit into the Jeep of mine? Is your Barbie dolls from your childhood, Joel? That's what I think. Would <laughs> yes, sweet. I'm gonna try that. I wonder if we're gonna track those. those down. I gotta ask my mom Talk what that Mizzy. whole thing. Why was she about did that? Point, like, well, let's get or my therapist. Let's get to yeah. Let's get to our next our next topic up for bid. Um, Joel, again, starting us off. What is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie. It's it's tough. It, I, I'm I'm I know that I can't choose two, so I'm not going to say the first one. I probably have a comedic one that I would go for, but I actually think that it's a little um, animated one that the three, me, Coleman, and Zach, tend to watch uh, with the group every uh, every Christmas. And what would that be? Uh, Do you remember <laughs> Akira? Ch- good good job, boys. A ch- Charlie, no, a Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas. Christmas. I've never watched yeah, a Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas with you guys. Well, we've watched it at your house. We've watched every it at your year, house, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't there. Times. No, you were. <laughs> um, well, you were asleep. That's what we I was. Going. I was out. Um, <laughs> no, because you know, listen. It's the story of Christmas. It's the one thing that we still have that actually just tells the story of Christmas in the way that it it should be told. And for all the political sides of things and you know and what we're dealing with like we i think that we still have this one very old animated thing that kind of just sits people down and explains the entire story of christmas the way that it actually is and i and i like that i like that it stood the test of time i like that it's still on annually i like that it really actually goes there it doesn't kind of hold back or talk about santa it just kind of goes there and tells you what it's about that was the easy version of basically saying it talks about the gospel. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas uh, made its debut on CBS on December 9th, nineteen sixty-five. Oh my gosh! December 9th, nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. So it's uh, it's quite. It's old. almost. Is yeah. it almost fifty? Almost. Yeah. yeah ne- next year will old? be. Uh, wow. Next year will be um, fifty. Uh, and I'm sure my- on Christmas fifty years old. I was just also reading on Reddit the other day that uh, they've been. I think it was ABC or whoever's been airing. Whoever has the rights to Charlie Brown Christmas now has been uh, cutting more and more off of it because it's such a watched. When whenever it airs on television uh, during the Christmas holiday, it's so. Uh, so many people watch it; they want to get as many ads out of it as they can. So they they shorten it up and, and stretch out the the airing time of it. That's a bum yeah. deal. That's it's not deal. even that long anyway. It's only no, like a half it's an like hour yeah, long, it's right? like twenty minutes yeah, or whatever. Tw- yeah, twenty five minutes. What? I fell asleep. I couldn't minutes. even stay 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 awake. There's twenty five wow. minutes. And and, and uh, it had a budget. <laughs> it, when it was made in 1965, it had a budget of ninety six thousand dollars. Wow. In 1965, money. Yeah, that's nineteen sixty-five dollars there. Uh, Razzle, uh, <laughs> favorite uh, favorite uh, Christmas movie. My favorite Christmas movie would have to be, I would say, Christmas Vacation, uh, with the the Griswolds, Clark Griswold and and uh, Chevy Chase and um, 
Beverly D'Angelo and uh, whoever Randy played Juliet Quaid Lewis, Randy he, like, Quaid, fled yeah. to uh, Canada before he fled to Canada because he was wanted by the government. Uh, that yeah. movie. It was, you know, th- this one, obviously, you know, it's Christmas is a great holiday. There's a lot of great movies. Uh, I I didn't want to say Die Hard um, because that was, I, I mentioned that as my favorite 80s action movie, and I don't want to just always say that. And I didn't want to say Lethal Weapon and uh, or Gremlins, which a lot of our, our you know, our, our listeners will give them shouts out. We, they, a lot of people, they, uh, on Twitter, they suggested that that was their favorite. But, Gremlins, Chris- yeah. but Christmas Vacation... It holds a lot, uh, you know, just as far as nostalgia to me, uh, because it was it was one that was always on in our household or at my grandmother's house when when we would have Christmas over there. And there, it's such a quotable movie, you know. Like you mentioned, Randy Quaid. Like one of my favorite lines of Randy Quaid is "Shitters full, Clark." Or uh, <laughs> you hear that, honey? The shitters full. Or or when he's like uh, falls in a well, eyes go crossed, gets kicked by a mule, they go back. But the most the most the the most vivid I feel like thing. Uh, that the most quotable thing to me is when uh, is the yuppies. The most memorable thing is the next door neighbors, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and whoever plays her husband. The other guy, yeah, <laughs> and that guy. Yeah. Whoever plays her husband, Todd, because I just love every. Anytime I think of like yuppie or whatever, I always I their names Margot and Todd right. are so just like 1980s doing coke, starting businesses like yuppies, and I just think of why is the floral wet. Margot, I don't know, Todd. Yeah, it's everything. So that's just that's I quote that so often. It's just a funny thing to say. Margot is just such a funny name. Let alone it's so like Margot's an '80s name to me. So yes, I would say. Uh, and then you got the jelly month. Christmas Vacation is just a, such a good movie. It's, it's such. It's funny. Uh, my it's wife and I watched movie. that movie two days ago. We we seen it twice in the last yeah. three days because we were putting up our Christmas tree. And as we were putting up our Christmas tree, we were watching that movie. Um, like that beginning scene where you know they have to jump the you got to jump the the, the station wagon oh, yeah. over into the Christmas tree parking lot. Yeah. So it was great. It's great as we're doing it. It like felt really like you know. Yeah, that's a great one. I, that's, I, that's a funny and it still holds up. It's still, still funny. Holds up. Um, that's been out twenty five. His or lights. 30 everybody. Years, yeah. Everybody who decorates yeah, their house totally. has that problem with the Christmas lights. You always you try. You, no matter how nicely you put your Christmas decorations and lights away, the next year when you take them out of the box, they're going to be tangled. Like iPhone headphones, like they're regardless, they're going to get tangled yep. up. Uh, David, uh, I'm going to go. You know, it's funny. I again, there's a, so many great Christmas movies. Uh, I'm going to go for nostalgia uh, because I've been watching this movie since I could, forever since I can remember. I mean, six, seven years old. We used to watch it with my family all the time. 1946. It's a Wonderful Life. Yep, still yep. holds up. Great story. Jimmy Stewart, one of the greatest actors of our time. Fr- Fr- Francis. Fr- why, why? Yeah, I always do it, it was, really bad. It was Potter. Right. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Billy, what why? do you mean there's what do you mean there's no money? Clarence. <laughs> it's just a great, like, so, sweet story because all the kids, and he's like, you just realize what's important in your life and what the meaning of like yeah. love and family and friendship is. And I think all those, you know, are in the spirit of what Christmas is about, is about, yeah. you know, um, coming together and, and being happy and grateful and thankful. Um, and so it's just really a great, you know, every time you see it, you're like, I can't wait to watch it. And that scene where he's yelling at Mr. Potter, you're like, yeah, it's just, there's just so many fantastic moments in the movie of, one, amazing characters, great acting. And you see so much sacrifice from a guy like George Bailey, who does his whole life for others. He, you know, he has to put off his trips. He's got to do whatever he can to, to like take care of the family business and take care of the town. And I think 
for me, I love seal still seeing that story of personal responsibility of understanding that there are some things that I don't like that I don't want to do, but it doesn't matter. Like yeah. this was what has to be done and I'm going to do it. And I just respect that. And I just love that. I just think, and it's just a beautiful ending of a movie and all the friends bringing their money and just, you know, it's a great way to, to spend a, a holiday evening with your family. So that's mine. It's a wonderful life. And it also teaches you that bad guys win and get away. Because <laughs> uh, so Potter has no Zach, come up. Have you gone? No, I haven't gone yet. Potter gets no comment. Potter's I'll listen. So Potter's I have a question, but I want to I want to hear uh, yours. Some first. fun facts too about real quick about that is uh the uh it was nominated for um uh five Academy Awards. And also the reason why it's so, you know, so memorable to everybody in our generation is because of the lapse in uh copywriting. And the reason it there was a, a moment in time where the 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 copyrights and the um the rights to that movie were lapsed, which allowed pretty much every television station to air it on television during the Christmas holidays, which is why it was one of the it's it's one of the most um played and aired Christmas movies and specials over time because of that. And I mean since then, you know, they the the rights have been repurchased and all that and now they, they only air them uh, yeah, I think it's only is it only on NBC now? I can't I remember think, which but, network. But, but there was a time, anymore. there was a time, you know, especially in the you know the late seventies and eighties and all that, where it was just aired so often because there was it was it was in essence public domain for yeah. the time. And also, if anybody doesn't remember this, you got to look into this. There was a, a Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Dana Carvey and I believe Phil Hartman, and they were they were uh, they parodied "It's a Wonderful Life," and it was about Potter stealing the money and all of that. And it is so. So funny! You guys got to watch that. You guys got to find it. I mean, and I'll say this in in relation to that: Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey were on Saturday Night Live. In my opinion, when it was the funniest that it ever was. I'm just going to say that. I could be wrong. Zach, we're not picking favorite SNL cast. It's not, but we will down the road. We'll get down the road. Zach, what is your favorite Christmas movie, my friend? Uh, 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 Like most of our categories, very difficult. I have a lot of a lot of favorites, Um, but uh, but narrowing it down, I had to go with Scrooged. I just think. it's funny, Murray is really an influence on your life, man. He really is. I just love Bill Murray, man. I I think. He's done so many of 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 uh, my favorite films in the past, and and even currently. I mean, I think that the man is has has definitely, um, you know, starting with Rushmore. He he really allowed himself to just kind of reinvent whatever he wanted to do, and 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 had the balls to do it, and uh, and people went on that ride with him, which I love. But um, no, man, look, I just think Scrooge. It's funny because a lot of people don't think of it as a Christmas movie. It's 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 a comedy. It's yeah. and it's a dark comedy. Uh, but it's such an incredible take on, um, on on uh, uh, <laughs> a, a, Christ- Ebenezer, yeah, a Christmas uh, Ebenezer Carol. Scrooge and yeah, a, a Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Thank you. <laughs> wow, wow, brain fart central. Um, and uh, and and I just love you know and, and, I, and interestingly enough, Bill Murray has you know in, in this and in Groundhog Day, he they're just two transformative films. It's about a guy who starts in one completely. One complete like other end of a spectrum, and because of forces that are put upon him in his life and his journey, he really has this transformation by the end. And in both movies, I, I'm just so inspired. And and honestly, I the the, the end scene it's so fun. The whole movie is so funny. So it's good. so quotable. Performances are so good. Um, 
and it has so much heart and you really see, you know, kind of the value and the worth and, and the redemption in it. But, um, and then you get to the end of the movie and Bob, Bob Bobcat Goldthwait, by the way, oh. <laughs> maybe his best performance ever. So um, good. so good. But, uh, but, but Bill Murray's speech at the end, every single time I see it, it doesn't matter how many times I see it every single time it makes me tear up because it's a man who's been redeemed. It's a man who's been changed. And he's like, he interrupts mm-hmm. the entire live Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol broadcast uh, and you know, everyone's freaking out and his bosses are going to fire him. And he's just like yelling at the camera. And he's like, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps, goosebumps right now. Just talking about it. And he's like, you know, if, if you, you get that feeling and you, you just want it and you want it more and you got to make it happen. And, and like the little kid, um, uh, who was his assistant son who literally, you know, didn't speak. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, he says, you know, he speaks his first words and it's like in the, the, the swell of the music and you're like, Oh my God. So good. So anyway, that's uh, that's my that's my favorite Christmas movie. It's such you a know, funny it's movie. Interesting, it's interesting that nobody talked about what I would consider the most no or no, nobody's choice was what I would consider was the most notable uh, yearly Christmas movie, which is a Christmas story. And I, which, I wonder if I wonder if it's just because it's played so much that we're just like, eh, yeah. I don't, it, it I don't know that it, it for me it's not that it's played so much. I love that movie, but again, when you look at the whole spectrum of movies, you go, if I have to pick one, which one do I have to pick? And yeah. Scrooge to me has always resonated more than a Christmas story, even though I think that's a great film. Yeah. It's 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 a very tough thing because when when you're picking when you're down to picking favorites and there's so many great movies that have touched your lives. Be it you know a Christmas story or Scrooge or uh, Christmas Vacation or you know it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful life. life. There's so or many White Christmas. White Christmas. So, yeah. You got Charlie Brown Christmas. You have um, you got Rudolph. You got you know Frosty. Oh, the all those like all those stop motion all animation those ones. Rankin from back and Bass yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many Christmas movies, you know. Then you got you know your Batman Returns and your Die Hard and your Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, but two I, I think that I think that one of the reasons that no, but none of us picked this movie, and I think it is one of the greatest holiday Christmas movies ever, is I think the mm-hmm. and I maybe and I thought of this, I was like, I think someone else is going to pick a Christmas story. Yeah. So I didn't pick it, and I think every one of us may have had that that thought in our brains because we don't we don't talk about the the favorites before the show because yeah. we want to experience them and have a reaction to them when we uh, find out. Yeah. And so I think we all were like, somebody's going to say Christmas story. So I can't say it because then maybe two of us all have the same one. So that was not I my mean, reasoning. There, there's yeah. also, you also have, you know, it was mine. You was also mine. have home alone. Awesome. Elf, you know, yeah. nightmare awesome. before Christmas, awesome. uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. There's just so many yeah. that have, especially in, you know, in our generation that have be it on reruns, you know, like miracle on 34th street yeah. or whatever. And the mm-hmm. you know you have saving Christmas, saving with Christmas, Cameron, you know, <laughs> which which I just read today that it is it 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 made and it won the award on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes as apparently the worst movie of all time. No, yeah, it was like just, it beat Trolls three. Apparently, no, I don't. Well, according according to the article I was reading, as far as ratings go, it reached. And and it it beat Justin and Kelly. It beat that Justin and Kelly movie. It, wow! It literally got a zero on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Like yeah. it's, it's that kind like, of movie. I actually recently just went and watched the trailer to it. Yeah. Um, because I'm just kind of fascinated with this entire thing, like make making Christian Christmas or Christian movies in general for the Christian audience. Yeah. Um, and you know, and like you kind of when you watch the trailer, you kind of think, okay, it's shot okay. It seems like it's going to be a decent movie, but. I, I feel like we should all watch that over the holidays just to get how bad it really is. <laughs> I'm going to look at it you with mean, fresh eyes like and hate, not expect it to be terrible. That's like, what I'm going to do. Like hate watch it and live tweet it like everybody yeah. did with Peter Pan live. <sighs> 
Oh man. oh man! Oh man! I'm not gonna. Yeah. Hey, we, my, I, I had uh, I had a, a friend, uh, Bryce Ryness, who I did first date with on Broadway. He was one of the pirates in um, in uh, at Peter Pan Live, and he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, which which pirate job. did he play? Hey, which I, pirate did he I think play? It was pirate number two, I believe. Was pirate two. Title. Good job, hey, Pirate I, two. I'm a fan of musicals in general, and I am a fan of uh, Peter Pan. And I believe they're doing musical Music Man Live next time. I think I'm oh. not sure. Or I, I think just Music Man Live will translate a little bit. Peter yeah. Pan. I was in Music Man. I used to. I did musical theater in high school. I did. I acted in plays and stuff like that. And Music Man is one of my favorite musicals of all time. You got trouble. And, uh, got trouble. Why don't we just right do it here in the city? <laughs> Capital T. That rhymes with P. That stands, stands for a fool. Uh, wow, yeah. that's pretty. We should do that as a little uh, separate de- a little YouTube video of you two yeah, singing a song happening. from Music Cash Man. Cash for the goods. Cash for the market goods. That, <laughs> that scene in the beginning. What is that? Guys, the wheels have officially fallen off the wagon. That's this okay. Yeah, you know, guys, it's funny. These movies, like, my daughter loves. Home Alone is probably top two of her favorite movies, which I don't even know. What, wow. I mean, it's a great movie, but she loves it. And Elf and Home Alone right now are in. Yeah. Pretty much solid rotation in uh, in my house. Here's a here's a movie. Oh, Elf! We didn't even talk about Elf. I know That's it's a so great good. Christmas movie. What about what about this movie? Most people don't. Uh, most people my age and we're all very similar ages but I, I watched a lot of older movies also but a lot of people in, in my generation don't remember this movie. Do you remember the movie Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore and what, John Lithgow? No, 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 no. That's not. That's the Santa Claus. This is Santa Claus, the movie with it had Dudley Moore and um, John Lithgow in it, and it had to deal with John Lithgow was a a, a businessman, and obviously businessmen are always the villains in, in, in movies these days. I guess <laughs> it came out in eighty in eighty five. Yeah, but Dudley Moore played an elf who uh, felt disrespected by Santa Claus, so he left, and he ended up taking the uh, the magic powder that the Rangers used to fly, and did, uh, John Lithgow wanted got a whole of this and he wanted to give his own presence away and he uh, he wanted to learn how to fly so he made like candy canes that made John Lithgow fly and uh, it had um, I'm trying to think who else it had in it I'm going to pull it up on IMDB but it was a really good movie and it had uh, I feel like who was Santa Claus the guy who played Santa Claus it wasn't uh, Bob Hoskins it was um, oh, Miss Bob Hoskins it was uh, David Huddleston was Santa Claus and it had Burgess Meredith was an ancient elf and it was a, I mean I just I remember seeing this movie on like when it aired on television you know back in the day when they would, uh, you know, and, and when they would air movies on TV, you know, when at the still the advent of VHS and all that. And Santa Claus, the movie was just, it was, uh, it, that's, the, I mean, it's because of that movie that I don't like John Lithgow. <laughs> Like, 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 I, 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 he's a great actor and I respect the hell out of him, but because he was such a, like when I I was so young, when I seen that movie and he was so great at being a bad villain in in that movie, I see him now as that bad guy. I I totally get that mentality. I hated Nicole Kidman for about five years for the movie to die for. No way. I hated her. I was like, you are the worst human. I know it had, it's dumb because she was a character in a movie, but I was like, and she was hot. Yeah, but I just related it so much to that character. I was like, yeah, oh my God, I freaking hate you so much that I didn't watch like Nicole Kidman movies for like five years. And was, that's that, how, was that the one where she like twisted around uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Mar- Joaquin Phoenix's yeah, yeah. Oh, head to like uh, Matt Dillon her. was yeah, her husband yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a weird, yeah. horrible. Funky I mean, it was movie. so mean. So I, I, it is. I'm over it. Yeah. No, now. Okay, guys. So, so, so listen, we, to, 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 I have a thought, like, because um, we've talked about our favorite toys and we've talked about, we're talking about Christmas. Do you guys have a favorite Christmas toy that you ever got? Because I do. I no, yeah, we can do this one really quick because we're we're shortly running out of time. But I think this is a great little bonus section. Uh, what's yours, Joel? Tell us. 
Do you? My, mine was Nintendo. Mine was Nintendo. The first time Nintendo yeah. ever came out, we got that. We plugged it in, and then on came the arguments, the crying, the weeping yeah. at night when we had to turn back. Then, when you got a Super NES, you uh, if you if you, it turned off, nothing was saved, and you'd have to start Super Mario Brothers out uh, over from the beginning. So we would have these tantrums at night, trying to tell my parents not to turn it off, so that we could start back again the next morning. I uh, know I totally that was, get that. That was what video games were like back then. No, I'm going to give you a better one because I remember the first Christmas that I ever got the Atari 2600, which had uh-huh. four like switches on it. It only had like power on, reset, you know, uh, mode one, mode two, and pretty much that was it. As opposed to the Nintendo NES that had two buttons on it. No, no, no. But it only, but everything. <laughs> yeah. That's all it did because the controller only had one button, and even though you had you had four buttons, you know, you still select start A and B right. and a directional pad. Uh-huh. You know, Atari was button stick and that was it and we got combat with the game and it was again we played it forever as long as we could until they made it turn us off so yeah i i think this is a a great addition zach what is your favorite christmas toy uh guys i've i've slept since then i don't i couldn't recall i i I, this would be a shot in the dark i don't know this what my dad always says like you ask him like what was what, what happened the other day i don't know i've slept since then i couldn't tell you um uh, but I, you know what? But let's just stay on the video game theme because I would imagine I, I would I would take a wild guess that certainly one Christmas I got a console because um, I would beg for them incessantly and uh, and yeah maybe probably like a, a Super Nintendo. Uh, I could. You I ever think, have Sega Genesis? Oh, I, dude, I had all of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I own an, and operate a company called the Nerd Machine. Joel, have we met? Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, no. I mean, we had Genesis. We had. Uh, we had Nintendo, we had uh, Genesis, Super Nintendo, and then I kind of ran on the Nintendo kick for a while because I didn't really care for the, a lot of like the Sega CD. Sega was doing like half, like Half Life iterations, where Nintendo was doing like full life iterations. Uh, if that makes any sense to anybody listening to what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah, and, and, which yeah. is partly why Sega got creamed when all the systems would come out because they were they were kind of beating everyone to market, but it wasn't like in the cycle that everyone was used to. So somebody already had like. Uh, you know the, the original PlayStation, and then the, and then the Dreamcast came out. They're like, well, I just got something, so I can't. You know. Anyway, point is, I'm sure I got like a Super Nintendo at one point and played Super Mario World until my eyes were bleeding, uh, trying mm-hmm. to find every uh, possible secret and coin. And in fact, I remember when S- when SNES came out. It, it you know what's what's interesting is that nowadays with consoles, you you get upgrades and and you, you know your graphics, your frame rate, everything is is nicer and better, but you don't feel the change as much as you felt back in the day. To go from NES to Super yep. NES was like mind blowing. It was like a whole nother world. And then Huge. to go from SNES to Nintendo 64, when I got to run around in a oh. in a fully three-dimensional environment, I could not even contain. Yeah. Like, the technology was blowing my mind. And now, of course, you know, we're all desensitized to it because everything does that. But my God, man, I, 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 I dumped more... If I would have just picked up a guitar when I was a kid exactly. and learned how to strum it instead, of, instead of putting all the time I did into exploring all these imaginary worlds, which, again, I quite enjoyed. Um, it kind of worked out for you. And it, it, and it grew out. into this. It grew into <laughs> it what grew became in, yeah. Nerd yeah. Machine exactly. and then yeah. uh, exactly. brought it off. In Everything happens for exactly the right reason. But I would like to know how to play guitar. Uh, Razzle, uh, favorite yeah. Christmas um, toy. Well, since Zach said SNES, I'm going to say, I'll say, go ahead and say electric guitar uh because 
And I don't know if it's really a toy. It's not per a toy. So, okay, so yeah, I won't say. Um, so then I guess I'll have to say SNES just because I'm trying to really recall. Uh, I've gotten a lot of cool toys and a lot of you know a lot of Christmas things when I was a kid. Um, but I can't say the NES because I vividly remember being in Toys R Us with my brother and we had our birthday savings and me and my brother Jeremy uh, we purchased the regular Nintendo Entertainment System on our own with our own money. Check and I, you I remember out. I remember we we bought it on our own because we. We really wanted one, obviously, because it was awesome. And then it was like we were the first cousins out of our out of like our our cousins and stuff to have one. And then the following Christmas, all my aunts and uncles they all got together to buy all the other cousins for Christmas Nintendo Entertainment Systems, and they were all wrapped up in the same boxes and everything at my grandmother's house for Christmas. So it was the funniest thing to see once one of the the cousins opened up theirs, and all the other cousins realized that it was the same box size, same wrapping, and everything. <laughs> they were just all so excited to open up their Nintendo Entertainment Systems. It was the, the greatest title. joke ever to be played on a child on children would have been for all those boxes to. Continue. Like a Nerf football or something <laughs> yeah. like that. This would have been great. Um, we do have we did we did tweet about the favorite Christmas movie uh, on the Nerd Machine Twitter, and we did get quite a few responses by our listeners and our. Uh, so we want to give a few shout outs to some of those here. Um, so we got uh, Jamie Whitaker, Jamie W nine twelve says Prancer and Elf are her some of her favorites. Sarah Chaos eighty two, mine is Mary Poppins, not Christmas without her smiley face. We have Candace Goff, Gremlins, Scrooged, Love Actually. Uh, we got Mallory Baker, I am underscore Mal B, White Christmas. Uh, then let's do one more here. Jamie Lynn82. Um, that's just, oh my word, yes, that's not one, so I guess disregard <laughs> that. Wait, I get, I get up back this up just for sure, a second. Yes. Is Mary Poppins a Christmas movie? It's not. Are we it's calling not, Mary Poppins a Christmas it's movie? It's not, but I guess. I love me some Mary Poppins, but, but I don't know if I guess, I guess if, in, you know, if, if that, that's a movie that she watched during Christmas time with her friends and stuff like that, or her family, then I guess that could be like. I, under, I understand that, but I'm I still not, survey sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, and right. I, yeah, I mean. Uh, I lo- look. Feed the birds. Yeah. Chim, 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 yeah. Uh, I love Mary Poppins. It's a, it's that, a, you know what? By the way, that could be a great live musical if they actually yes. did Mary Poppins. Yes, but killed Mary Poppins. Yes. But do like the Disney movie version of Mary Poppins. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Broadway version as much no. as I want to see the, the like yeah. the movie version because yeah. that was so good. And yeah, then, but like, it's pretty much impossible to do that as a real movie. And then at the end, yeah, you could do it. I've watched it a hundred times in the last year, and I can tell you, I'm like, oh my god, how do you do the carousel? How do you do the? I mean, you would be literally. Now it would be great if they did it in front of. A big screen that was playing the cartoon in the yeah, background of it, like the yeah. penguin. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, that's how you would have to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. but it, at, it would be great. Anyway, what's White Christmas though, Razzle? White Christmas is uh, Danny Kaye. It's and, old school. Yeah, uh, Bing Crosby, I believe. Bing Crosby. Yeah, yeah there's like a, they, it's they where go, the song they White go, Christmas comes yeah, out they, of. They go perform at like this. Um, Resort. I, I'm, I might get this wrong. No, I'm no, you're right. You're right. Pre- perform at a resort, and then they get snowed in, and they can't leave the resort. And there's love involved. <laughs> there, yeah, there's some hijinks and all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, here, I'll guys, read, I'll read the IMDb thing real quick. Uh, it's um, a, success, a successful song and dance team become romantically involved with a sister act and team up to save a failing Vermont in of their former commanding general. Boom. That's it. Boom. Nice Boom. one. Ladies guys. and gentlemen, let's give a hand to Joel David Moore for joining us today. You've been a great guest, Joel. What you really a have. pleasure. And uh, everybody who's listening, as always, if uh, you just uh, look at look at the links and everything, you'll have all It'll the information. All, on the pages. all of our Twitter handles, all yeah, of our absolutely. Facebooks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Go to the fans, guy. Check out all these funky pictures yes, that we're going to put 
it up. Thank you, Shannon Fox, as always. Yeah, you're the best. um, uh, And one more time, I'm Zachary Levi. My name is Razzle. I am David Kentucky Coleman. And thank you again, Joel David Moore. God bless you, everybody. And uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll talk to you on the next yeah. Picking Favorites soon. Absolutely. Have a great holiday. Bye, everybody. You, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Safe travels. Merry and Christmas. Jenna Miller. And Katie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and Kathy Ireland. Yes. And, uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Do not forget her. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Pop. 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 Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.